0: Hello and welcome to another SuperCage Professionals Review Show. I am Paulie G and I've got Ryan MS with me as always. How are you, mate?
1: Good, mate. How are you?
0: Very good. We're going to go through round 19 games, all but the Monday night game in the book. Plenty to get through, so let's get uh, straight into it. Of course, you can find us on the website www.supercoachpros.com. Or on the iTunes, do this show, do the Roundtable podcast. You can download them both there. And I hope you listen to the Roundtable podcast this week because uh, a few of the predictions coming through. And let's start with that Eels-Dogs game. Dogs big winners in the end. Uh, start with the Eels. Tim Manor, as we expected, a good game for him, 78. Uh, Junior Paulo really having a big game, 89. Semi rather... Raj Raja, another game, another try even in a losing outfit, 67 uh, points, you're happy with that Nathan Peets was a late inclusion and and got to 58, now if you follow us on Twitter at SupercoachPros, you would have seen that uh, those last minute changes that we tweet out there an hour before kickoff would have helped you there, although Peets mainly made up with the 48 tackles there, and Corey Norman got to 45, but that injury now we're really going to be analysing because he could be out for a while Uh, but Ryan, I mean The Eels, maybe as we expected, probably not putting up a big challenge and it's going to be hard to look at any players except maybe Red Raja from here on out.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, 100% going to be the case. Uh, It's going to be, yeah, hard for the Eels to make the eight now Um, and they're coming up against some teams um, who are fairly well entrenched in there, Uh, not to mention the um, whole uh, Sando saga, which might affect the club on field as well.
0: Yeah, well, Chris Sendo, you know, that could be it could be a discussion point for our Thursday show. He looks like he could be leaving to Super League, but uh, yeah, it's hard to say whether he'll go this year or next, but it is causing some in, in internal difficulties yet, yet again at Parramatta. Uh, one team that seems to overcome the worst so far this year are the Bulldogs. A big win. They start to, you know, get over Origin where they really in a rough time of it. They've got their captain, James Graham, back. They're really looking like they're going from strength to strength. Josh Jackson was superb. Not only did he score a great try, but he was involved with everything, a couple of line breaks, um, 33 tackles, uh, a bunch of tackle busts, a great day out for... Um, Josh Jackson. Trent Hodkinson got back the halfback role from Moses. Embai was left out this week and put up 68. So he's kicking the goal. It a try. Good value, really, at, at um, 68. Brett Morris, 74. Really good matchup. You would have seen that on the tweet uh, coming good there. Um, brother Josh, 42, also had a good matchup. Couldn't quite go that large. Um, but then again, he was waiting to, to score a try, and uh, Brett just wouldn't give him the ball. So that didn't help. Frank Pritchard got over the line a couple of times, and we saw him really dominating. Coming out of that cheapy Sean Lane, only the 29 for Lane. Pritchard getting to 72. Josh Reynolds, 69, did well, although it was a really good matchup for um, the Canterbury backs against a, a pretty weak Parramatta defence. Um, Curtis Rayner got another try. It got to 47. That's not horrible. And Michael Leach is 62. But overall, most Dogs players, you had them in, and you were quite happy, Ryan.
1: Yeah, definitely. They all scored um, reasonably highly and pretty much in line with um, what was expected. Um, Hodgkinson um, back in the side, um, sixty-eight points as you mentioned before. Um, yeah, it looks like he'll he'll um, keep the spot at least for the next week, and well, yeah, we'll see how it goes from there.
0: Yeah, and um, another team that like Canterbury, they love playing at sort of this time of year into the into the finals huge win, that was the Melbourne Storm over Penrith and l- just listen to the, some of these these um, numbers here, Supercoach watch. Cooper Cronk 125 Kevin Proctor 117, Blake Green 109, Marika Corribidi 108, uh, some of the regulars uh, doing well as well, Cameron Smith 88, Will Chambers 71, Jesse Bromwich 72, Toho Harris 60, uh, and you can even throw in Dale and even though he started off the bench 63 uh, Embarrassment of riches um, if you're a uh, Melbourne Storm owner of anyone, even Nelson Osofa Solomona getting in on the act with fifty two at a great price, Ryan.
1: Yeah, um really amazing to be honest. But um yeah, when your team scores fifty two there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be some um, big points <laughs> and it was shared around.
0: Yeah, that's right. And um, looking at some of those guys, Blake Green, you know, this is a guy that can can hit the 100. Marika Korobiti, same with him. So the guys you sort of just keep them one eye on. Um, Obviously, you want to go those really big names and the big prices, but there's that opportunity um, to not only go that direction, but, but also if you do need to find someone a little bit cheaper too, um, but still have that high upside, so they could be guys we'd look at. But that's something we'll chat about more on the Roundtable Show. Penrith Panthers is sort of the opposite. Uh, Lewis Brown got the 50, Waka Blake 47, Tyrone Peachy 53. Uh, Jay Seguiaro was a late inclusion there. He got 40, really taking over from up beside Korosau, just the twelve. Um, but probably the the main man was Bryce Cartwright and uh, just the 20 points. Um, so it didn't, didn't work out for him. One of the cheapies many people would have picked up, a late inclusion, Robert Jennings, just the 14. So a, a tough day out for, for Penrith and they'll do better, um, you know, when they're not basically getting flogged, Ryan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't a good night. Um, and, yeah, once Melbourne got a roll and they were done, look, yeah, there's nothing much to talk about with Penrith uh, this week. Um, look, Sega Yaro, only, he did get 40. Um, yep. But, yeah, when you're on the end of 52 to 10, then, yeah, your points aren't going to be very high at all.
0: Yeah, and that's what we saw. So, realistically, um, if you own Penrith Panthers players, not time to panic yet, but if you listened to our Thursday show, and if not, go to the website www.supercoachpros.com and download it all via iTunes, because we do go through all those teams vying for top eight positions, from Roosters, who are in, who are in third, <laughs> heading into this round, all the way through to um, the Seagulls, who play tomorrow night, of course, and that includes Penrith. And we look at their run home. There's still a chance, an outside chance. So at this stage, we're not saying, OK, yeah, throw everyone away, but not a good round obviously. Uh, James Seguero definitely a watch. um, The fact that he first came back from injury. Let's look at the Raiders Sharks now on the Saturday. What a great game. A bit of controversy added in. A bit of spice. The two teams don't like each other much. Um, It was a really enjoyable game from a neutral perspective anyway. uh, Ricky Stewart didn't enjoy it so much uh, going down there in in extra time or golden point time. But some of his players put up big numbers. Blake Austin, 78. Uh, Great game again by Blake Austin continuing to deliver the business. Josh Hodgson out of um, their dummy half, 70. We'd seen these sort of numbers from him earlier in the year coming back to that. Edric Lee, 70, a couple of tries. I know, Ryan, you mentioned him on on the Thursday Roundtable podcast show. He came through for you. David Shillington, 77. He's just going from strength to strength. He had um, 13 hit-ups over eight metres, throwing another four for 17 overall. The back row is doing well for Raiders as well. Josh Propali, 63, added another try. He's, he's certainly making a habit of that at present. Sia so, Soliello, 55, you know, just, just another day in the, in, 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 in the raises for Soliello. He just keeps uh, putting up those big scores or high-floor scores. And Jack Whiten moved into the halves and got to 55 with Cecil Wacker at fullback. Now, we loved Wacker at fullback when they played the Bulldogs. It didn't work out despite a great matchup against the Sharks, just the 31, and, and caught out of position for that no try, but probably should have been a try. Um, by Andrew Fafita right at the end of regulation time. Uh, Probably might not see him there again, Ryan. But um, Sean Fenton, we should mention as well, 61. So, you know, might not have been the best day for for the Raiders, but not a bad day for for Raiders players from a supercoach perspective.
1: No, that's right. Look, I was just going to say that, look, the finals may well be a bridge too far for them currently, um, especially with small losses and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they're, they're still putting up the points.
0: They've got a great for and against. And, again, we we'll revert back to that Thursday um, show we just did where we talked a lot about it. So there's still a chance um, of making the finals. As long as they've got a sniff, they'll keep playing hard. Those regulars will stay on the paddock. And, and you know, it's a pretty cushy run home in a few home games, but they've got to start winning these home games, they're usually so good at home, but uh, not to be on Saturday, but Krala do give them a tough run down there in the past, and the same happened there, and let's look at some of their top performers, Andrew Fafita I mean, he's just going from strength to strength at the moment, 88 points, another is Wade Graham, a real sleeper heading into the finals, he's playing, as we've said a few times, both on the show and on the website on our recaps, www.supercoachpros.com he's running harder lines, but he's still got that ball playing him, but he's ball playing at the line rather than before it, huge difference in his game. Much harder to bring down. Much harder to, to take care of from a defensive perspective. And those supercoach numbers are huge. 86 for him. Paul Gallon, 81. He's a buy. We said all the time, no, don't buy him, don't buy him through Origin. We wanted to see him get through it. Well, he's got through it. He's come out the other end. Cronulla, a big shot now at the eight with that big win, 81 points. That's a good effort. Luke Lewis is also a buy. Plays two positions. He's 78, continues to go large. And Ricky Latelli, anytime time the backs, they throw the ball out, the backs a bit him with 77. Valentine Holmes with 59. And Sasia Fecky, 52, can put up those numbers because they're very talented outside backs. And, Ryan, it's good to see them getting some of the ball uh, as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. Look, they're playing very, very well at the moment. And, um, look, you mentioned before um, Wade Graham and Gallen and Lewis. Um, Look, those guys, they're starting to really ramp up towards the end of the season. Um, And something else that is interesting, they're they're all multiple position players in the super coach scheme. Yep. Um, That also includes Valentine Holmes. Yep. um, And Michael Gordon. So the Sharks could possibly be a good target um, if you're looking for, just to squeeze players in, it doesn't necessarily have to be in their position where they play on the field, but if they're scoring points, you can fit them in your team somewhere
0: They have a great last three rounds it's, it's quite comfortable winning that game on Saturday puts them in a really good position, even though they've got a tough few weeks coming up, super coach wise very safe to play any, any Sharks player right now um, Except for, well, not except for, but, uh, you know, even allowing for Jack Bird having a quiet week this week with just the 28. We're still saying at this point he's a play. Um, The Knights um, had finally got a win over Gold Coast. The Titans really in a world of hurt at the moment when um, a team like Newcastle couldn't put 30 on you uh, or win by 30. And that's what happened on Saturday evening. Um, good numbers all round for Newcastle. Tyron Roberts coming back into it a bit with 69. Jared Mullen, 66. Kurt Gidley, 67. Um, you know, these playmakers getting involved. It was good from a nice perspective to see Jake Mamo get an opportunity again. Uh, 58, he's looking good. Same same goes with youngster Danny Levi with 61. Um, took over really from, from Tyler Randall just getting the 12 there. And... Um, Showing what he can do, scoring a try, he could be a play from here, or he could be playing in the Knights lineup here on in. The only issue with Newcastle, you never know which of these younger players are going to go get a go week to week. Pat Vai and Joe Tapani were late emissions, um, with some other players coming back, and they'd been good useful sort of cheapy options um, until this point. Kate Snowden's the one Newcastle Knight you can rely on. He scored 90, so continuing to go really well there. He had 23 hit-ups, nine of them over eight metres, a couple of line breaks and 31 tackles. Just amazing numbers. The Sims brothers, Corbin 65, Tarek 60, uh, doing well as well. And the only disappointment, if you're a Dane Gagai opener, just, uh, owner just the 20, of course, going down in, injured, and it does look quite serious, so that's something that we'll chat about on Thursday. But again, when we mention these teams that are out of the running, you'll see these players go down, and they'll pretty much run be out for the year.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. It is. It was a heart complaint, um, so they were saying. Yep. So, um, yep. yeah, it would be interesting to see how he does come back from that. Look, as you were saying before, Kate Snowden, he's um, money, basically. Um, and, yep. yeah, that's the guy, if you're going to pick on Newcastle, that's the guy you want.
0: Yeah, and hopefully you know we, we talked about him <laughs> right at the start of the year. So hopefully some of you have just just weathered the the night storm and kept him because he's been a shining light. Gold Coast, not much shining on, on, uh, up there <laughs> on the Gold Coast at the moment. Uh, Luke Douglas fifty eight is kind of similar sort of player to Cade Snowden, not quite the high floor uh, of the high ceiling that Snowden has, but still a quite a high floor, a similar high floor. Greg Burr, we thought he'd come back strong. What we'd seen. Um, from him before the suspension. He did just that with 68, leading the way there for um, the Titans, player coach wise uh, Daniel Mortimer, 49, you know, he was able to, to stay um, selected even though Kane L G was a late inclusion. L G only scoring 17. Um, so Mortimer, you know, is, is not horrific, but guys like Ryan James, 35, you know, Eddie Pettiborn, 39, Dave Taylor, 43, They're not horrible numbers, but you need more if you want to play them. James Roberts, just the 26, just not good enough. Nene McDonald, 30. And the youngster, Nathaniel Petirou, getting another game and scoring 28. You'd take that if you took him as a cheapie, but he's not really going anywhere for you, Ryan. They're really, really, really low numbers, Titans players.
1: Yeah, no, look, I'm gonna say a blanket statement that'll come back to bite me before the end of the year season but <laughs> yeah, you, you put a line through all through all the Gold yeah. Coast players you just don't want to touch them um there's better options out there for other teams
0: you should know them because even if they do go large from one week to the next you yeah you, know, you have a hard enough time predicting which of the players will go big for you so it's just better to stay away let's um look at the Dragon South's game now. Um, And the Dragons, well, they put up a fight for probably about, what, 65 minutes or so, maybe even 70, but eventually South's running over the top. That's six losses in a row for St. George. uh, Pete, who does the show with us on the Roundtable podcast, he won't be a happy man at the moment, but uh, unfortunately they've been playing hard and not quite been able to do enough to win these games in recent weeks. Josh Dugan, he seemed to play through some injuries and then whatnot, but he still... um, had a good performance, 71 supercoach points. Um, Peter Matowdy, I'm, I'm really impressed with this um, young player, the brother, of course, of Siani of, of and Chanel, who play for Newcastle. 56 points for him. He keeps um, going well for St George. Jo- Justin Hunt's another one who's come into the side over the last couple of weeks and performed well. 47 for him, getting another try, really padding out his numbers. Jack de Bellen returned for St George and put up 56, which... You know, we got used to those sort of numbers from him um, before he went off with that sort of mystery viral infection. Um, but back now, and hopefully for Saints fans and and, and for Supercatch owners, back for good. Tyson Frizzell and Joel Thompson also returned, 46 and 47 respectively. You know, solid numbers there from those guys, as you could suspect or ec- um, expect. Um, but it did affect Mike Cooper and Ben Crowe. Both got 44 because we've seen better numbers from them And um, while these other forwards have been out. They've been carrying the load now. It's sort of evened out. Mitch Rain had been disappointing, uh, very disappointing last week and a bit below his best the last few games, but 59 um, doing all right. And Leeson Armao, 60. That That's impressive. is on the improve, Ryan. But again, much like some of these other teams now, it's, ha- it's hard with St. George, unless it's Josh Dugan, to sort of say, OK, this is who we want. When they had so many bankers earlier in, the year, it's really um, switched to 180.
1: Yeah, look, um, yeah, St. George, no one was touching him at the start of the year because they were going terribly and then everyone was on board uh, <laughs> when they were flying and now, it's, yeah, now everyone's jumping off again because, yeah, it's just, as you said before, it is too hard to pick um, with the exception of Josh Dugan, um, who has been pretty consistent um, when he's been playing for them. Um, look, I, yeah, the struggles are well documented. Um, Benji came back. Um, and he scored only in 38. Gareth Witter, yeah, um, too. It, yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> didn't score highly at all. Oh, uh, well, yeah, didn't didn't really trouble the scorers. Uh, <laughs> the cricket terminology.
0: Yeah, he's uh, playing like an English English uh, batsman at the moment. <laughs> I thought we'd be uh, joking about that after the first test. But uh, back to to reality in a lot of ways, back to reality in in supercoach ways. And that's South Sydney performing well and those big guns. Andrew mulliner would be happy. He's been uh, talking up Greg Inglis for a while, saying got to hold on to him for those Supercage finals. Well, 87, he hasn't performed that well since the early rounds. So great to see that if you're an Inglis owner. But it wasn't just him, the halves fired. Adam Reynolds, 70, and, and Luke Keary 60. These are guys that we wondered whether, you know, there were too many playmakers, too many cooks, basically. You know, they say it um, ruins the broth. And uh, you wondered at Souths if that was the case. Well, they all harmonized brilliantly. Um... On Saturday night, it wasn't just Reynolds with his 70 Kiri with 60, but also Glenn Stewart, 55, and John Sutton, 53. So it worked for them. Dylan Walker was very good, 63. A lot of people have, have sort of put him as a bit of a banker running home. He's coming through there. Alex Johnston, 54, got a try. He hadn't had one in a while. That, that's important. That really makes a big difference with his numbers. Doesn't get involved enough to sort of pad them otherwise. George Burgess, again, 56, solid. Probably below those top front rowers still. And we may not see that change. Um, partly due to his minutes, he gets slightly less minutes than the Jesse Bromwiches, the Ben Madalinoes, the James Grahams, but um, also partly due to the fact of, of the way Souths play. But thirty-nine tackles gives you some hope. Certainly, if you've got him, you're going to hold him one more week. Uh, Ryan, really, not a lot, not a lot of negativity. Cameron McInnes suffered an injury; didn't finish the match. Thirty and Aaron Gray, a cheapy, also not um, also went down injured. I think he sort of soldiered on from from majority of the game, but only eleven points and probably. Be out for a while, so they're probably your two
1: negatives as injury injury related. Yeah, they are negatives. Um, disappointing for um, grey owners, mm. um, but yeah, po- massive positives for uh, Inglis, Inglis, um Reynolds Walker. As you said, um, yeah, some some very decent points coming up for for those guys, and I think that Souths are kind of on the way up, so I can imagine those points will be uh, more freely flowing for the South's players. They've
0: got some tough games. I think they've got Manly coming up when Manly have sort of got it all on the line. You know, they're going to have to play the Roosters still. Um, it's not going to be an easy run home for South and everyone's going to give them their best as the Premier's. Um, so it's still a week-to-week proposition from a Supercoach perspective, but obviously they, they, they kind of bucked the trend a bit. The Dragons are pretty tough to score against, but they did all right Supercoach-wise. Uh, This is the Supercoach Professionals Podcast, the review show. We also do the Roundtable Podcast show, and you can find these on iTunes or at our website, www.supercoachpros.com. But it's not all that you can find at the website. We've got the game recaps, we've got Ryan MS's one to watch, we've got Pete's profits. Uh, I do upgrades, downgrades, and we also got the Supercoach previews for each and every round. Very important. They've got a unique predictor that, um, you know, we like to think, you know, can really cultivate something for you as a point of difference, really looking looking at those matchups and really making a point of that and giving you some clear uh, guidance in that regard. And uh, certainly for the next game we're going to talk about in a moment, the Roosters Warriors, it would have helped you if you were a Sean Johnson owner because uh, it was always going to be a tough match up against the Roosters that predict the really pointing downwards for Johnson despite huge gains week after week in recent uh, matches. And uh, it panned out once again um, in the case of the predictor proving uh, to be sort of correct. So it's something worth looking at there at the website www.supercoachpros.com, and it's all free, of course. And the final piece of the puzzle uh, that we uh, we offer you is, of course, via Twitter. And it's our um, last minute updated the final team lists, of course. We do all the changes there and give you little pointers on, on sort of the best um, performers or likely best contributors each and, and uh, every game and we do that um, an hour before kickoff or just before, a bit less than an hour before kickoff. there and that's at SuperCoachPro. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's very important you do basically to get all that information. Let's talk about the Roosters and the Warriors now. The Roosters under the, um, I guess, the controversy cloud surrounding Sean Kenny Dow, they came out with a pretty ruthless performance today, 24 nothing over the Warriors. Blake Ferguson won one of the guys we tipped to really have a big uptick. It was a good matchup for him and he delivered 88 points. But he wasn't the lone ranger. James Maloney at 5'8, doing well with 91. Roger Tavares-Rashek against his future team, a big score of 78. Mitchell Pierce, 60. Michael Jennings, 62. The back's getting involved. Aiden Guerra was moved back to the second row with Boyd Cordner ruled out and he put up 61. If he can get those big minutes in, in the second row, we expect him to put up those kind of numbers, but it's just whether he'll get that from here. On in Jake Friend coming good again. He's sort of been a bit below these numbers a few over the last few games, but 70 for him, so that was a good score. Um, but some of the other four was not going as large. Rear Hargroves, 46, Dylan Napa 45. See a sewer. Tokiaho, forty five. These are guys that yeah, are still good numbers, but any given week they can go even larger. But probably a game, uh, Ryan that they always had in had in control the Roosters, and that's why um, you saw the numbers go the way they did.
1: Yeah, pretty ruthless to be honest. Um, look, I, I think uh, yeah, Maloney is obviously showing his um, value, um, as is Blake Ferguson. Um, then you have your you know you guys who if you have him team, you expect them to score like that in um, RTS. Um, yeah, look, it's all pretty good news, the Roosters, and to be honest, um, if you're thinking of yeah targeting a team where you want to put a bunch of players in there, Roosters is probably one of those teams.
0: Yeah, the only danger with Roosters players is sometimes they steal from each other, um, but... I agree. Yes. You, know, you, can't, you can't go wrong with, with with really either of these teams. And looking at some of those Warriors bankers, Simon Mannering, 75, on a tough matchup, everything against him, not a not a single point on the board, I mean, real life points. Um, Mannering getting 75 super supercoach points. That's incredible. Bodine Thompson, 66. Um, he was heavily heavily involved in attack as well as defence, 43 tackles. and These are the guys for the Warriors you, you can count on. Ben Madalino as well only got 39. It's two low weeks in a row. They'll drop his price back, but he could be one to watch flying home. I've got some easier games coming up. As for that man, Sean Johnson, we knew it was a really tough matchup for half-backs against the Roosters, and that's how it turned out to be, just the 30. Very hard to drop out of your lineup. but I certainly hope that you listen to us on the Roundtable podcast and at least didn't make him your captain this week, despite the fact he'd been so good lately. Uh, that would have saved you somewhat there. And, of course, guys like Tumalala, he 33, you know, who'd been playing well, um, not as as high there. But... Still, and David Fusatour was disappointing, really, with 25. We hoped for a lot more. Uh, Jacob Lilleman 31, but still Nathan Friend 51 and Chad Townsend 48. Shane, they got you know decent floors at the moment, especially with Friend now, you know, getting the bulk of the minutes. Ryan.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think that um, the worries, um, despite today, are, are still a team that you um, they, you've got defi- definite definite um, yeah. players that you want to play and get in your side even at this stage of the season. Uh, as you mentioned before, Nathan Friend, you know, coming up a little bit, Chad Townsend, who's been pretty consistent all year. Um, and then, of course, um, one of your favourites uh, in Bodine Thompson. yeah. <laughs> who's uh, who's had a really good um, super coach season, now, not a, not let alone super coach, but just a good season in general.
0: That's right. I mean, and he's as, he's been outstanding for for the Warriors. But yeah, if you got him earlier in the year and he plays two positions, you, you're laughing. But even now, still decent value at three seventy nine thousand seven hundred, putting up very good numbers. Let's look at the final Sunday game. Um, If we have to, Ryan, our team West Tigers are getting beaten pretty convincingly 42-16 against the competition front runners, Brisbane Broncos. The Broncos um, doing very well indeed. Adam Blair, big game against his old club, 71 points for him. Alex Glenn coming back after a a slightly lower than usual score last week or Supercoach's performance last week. 95, two tries, 22 tackles, a line break, 12 hit-ups, doing it all. Uh, Justin Hodges, he was very good out in the centres. He got to 64. Ben Hunt, we tipped Hunt to do well. It was a good matchup for him, and he got to 77. Um, Lachlan Miranda certainly was the key sort of um, person to, to, I guess, to benefit with with 86. Corey Oates got involved as well, 61. Um, the list continues. Andrew McCulloch, 64. Corey Parker, as we expect, 78. Jared Wallace coming back. Well, he was sort of a guy we were looking at earlier in the year on our watch list, coming good there with 62, but maybe that was more the matchup. And Matt Gilliard at 60. Um, the only one there mi- missing out, um, Jordan Carr, who just with 11 there, so that was a disappointment. But even Darius Boyd getting to 66, Right, we could Ryan, We could just talk about the Broncos' uh, good performances for the whole show.
1: Yeah, look, that's right. And they even had a period where they pretty much didn't play any football for about um 15 minutes so it could have been could have been anything to be honest um but yeah look all your performance uh you know your usual suspects did well um even your guys who yeah as you mentioned before guys like jared wallace who you didn't necessarily expect that higher score um did well and yeah look the broncos are just yeah plowing through this season and to be honest they've got a lot of guys in there who are um excellent super coach uh, prospects
0: meanwhile the Tigers are really um, making it hard for anyone to pick with confidence Marty power 65 and Aaron Woods 54 look they're solid as long as you've got those guys they are solid but at this time of year you're looking for, for that little bit higher ceiling a guy, again, maybe at this time of year, you know, we can't blame anyone for going two gun hookers, but if you did listen to us earlier, we talked about Mania Cherrington. We knew that he had this sort of game in him. Probably a few weeks too late for a lot of super coach owners, but 53 points. Finally getting that try at it. Try to try assist, disallowed. We go uh, one week after the next. Finally getting over the line today. And, um... Showing that you know he could get a lot more minutes before the season's out. Chris Lawrence had a try loud and still got to 49 points, so that was a good day for him. Avi Cumanefagai 51. You know that's not disappointing. Uh, same with Kyle Love at 46. But again, um, looking at other options probably now than West Tigers owners. Ryan, I, I guess we should mention with a good matchup, Luke Brooks did hit 51 as well.
1: Yeah, look, um, much like the Gold Coast, you're going to put a line through them, except. Uh, there's probably three exceptions for the Tigers in to Power Woods and Tedesco. It just depends on Tedesco's matchup, of course. Yeah. But if you have a new, new team and, you know, you don't want to spend your – you don't want a, another fullback or whatever else, um, you know, due to w- what other restrictions you have, then, yeah, look, he's still not a bad option. He's still playing okay for the Tigers. It's just the Tigers as a team uh, not –
0: <laughs> yeah, and it makes it tough now. If you look at Roger Tuvasa-Shek had a tough match-up too and still put up, you know, his mid-70s. Tedesco yeah, had a tough that, match-up That's a pretty good comparison. And that's the problem. And that's why we say time and time again, at this time at this stage of your super coach year, you need to have players, uh, your, your main players, need to be teams that are in contention because otherwise, uh, you know, your gun weeks, it could all fall away. But Ryan, that's more of a topic for the Thursday show. So that I'm sure we'll talk about this week. There's going to be a lot to get through, and I uh, hope you, you you all tune in for that one. And thanks for tuning into this one, Ryan. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for today. No worries. And of course, we will see you then. And in the meantime, go to the website www.supercoachpros.com for all the information, including those recaps and review and um, previews that we'll be doing for round 20. And then, of course, catch us for the Roundtable podcast on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. I am Paulie G, and we'll see you then.